welcome to That Friday Feeling Podcast with me, Helen Bartram. And this week, my lovely special guest is Hayley McQueen. For those of you that are on Teesside like me, you might, might, you might remember Hayley from back in the day when we had Borough TV. She then moved on to Man United TV and today you would find her when she's not at home with her family on Sky Sports News. However, today's podcast is not about football. We are going to be talking about taking care of yourself. But if you are interested in football, Hayley does run her own podcast with two other amazing presenters called the Offside Rule podcast. So you can check that out. Um, But today we're going to dive straight into talking about the reality of actually taking care of ourselves right now. Hayley, thank you for coming and chatting with me right now. Um, I would like to talk about self-care and prioritising ourselves and taking care of ourselves right now because as a mum and someone who's trying to juggle working from home, um, I'm sure you can relate, obviously going out to work with a little one, um, that actually it's quite tough to prioritise yourself and take that time out to look after yourself. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. You're you're so right. You have to make time for yourself. Um, I mean, everyone's like, oh, how can you not have time? You're just at home all day, every day. And it's like, you you laugh. As soon as you become a mum, you realise, like I realise now with friends who'd had kids, why I couldn't get in touch with them, why I didn't get text messages straight back, why my friend couldn't just wash and dry her hair. I'm like, really? Like, really? I'm like, oh, I get it now. But yeah, I, I am back at work, um, full on. Um, the little one we sent to nursery two days a week uh, for lots of different reasons, even though my other half is at home, but mainly for her, for just to have her seeing people, interacting with people, yeah. playing with new toys, having a change of scenery. Um, so two of the days I go to work, I can just relax knowing that she's in safe hands at the nursery. She's being stimulated in a different way. And I actually have pretty much the mornings to myself because I don't start until later in the afternoon we were going to put her in for half days but I decided it was more for me that I wanted to make sure she did a full day at nursery so that when I drop her off I can come home I can make a cup of tea or coffee that is still hot and drink it (laughs) and whilst it's still hot make a crumpet or a scone or just have something a bit indulgent and sit down I will watch morning TV. I will scroll through Instagram. I'll do all the stuff that we're probably not supposed to do to keep your mind and body healthy. But (laughs) that's something that I just enjoy because I don't have time to do it. I'll I'll send um, a few messages to friends. They might text back later and I won't reply for a few days, which I'm terrible (laughs) at right now. I hate myself for it. But I will just give myself time. And it's not like, oh, I'm going to plan a big spa day at home and I'm going to do this, 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 this and this. It is just finding a moment's peace or just finding a moment where I can just be myself and do what I want without having to worry about anything else or have any distractions. It's really hard with the little one now. She's walking and running around and we've got a tiled floor and there are steps and all that kind of stuff. And we can't put a baby gate on because it's just two little steps that go up to a conservatory and she we put the gate on and she hangs off it and falls back. So <laughs> it is eyes on her all the time. So I cannot just sit and be distracted by my phone or by watching TV or something. Um, but just little things now, like on an evening when she goes to bed, we're so lucky she goes down at seven o'clock and I will run a bath after she's had a bath 
I mean, it takes me about 10 minutes to do that because I have to take all the toys out the bath <laughs> and put them away. And there's biscuits in the bottom of there because I can't get the yeah. rice cracker out of her hand when I'm putting her in the bath. <laughs> and yeah, and then clean all my oils off it. But um, I make sure that I do just take a little bit of time for myself. And if I have a bath, I never take my, I used to take my phone into the bath. I dropped it once, which was a big, oh. I know this was a couple of years ago and never recovered, but just to have peace and quiet, I'll light a candle and I will just have even just 10 minutes, just soaking in a bath. I'll put on a hair mask. Um, I mean, this isn't like a regular thing. I might do this every couple of weeks, but I will yeah. try, I try and do it every Sunday. You know, like when you kind of go back to your own childhood, yeah. I remember having a bath on a Sunday. Yeah. We washed in the week. I can, I'm pretty sure my mum did put us in the bath in the week, but I just always remembered the Sunday bath and my mum ironing all the school uniforms and just that really cosy feeling um that you I used still to do that with my kids like I'm still like Sunday's bath day yeah yeah <laughs> I mean they do obviously get a wash throughout the week yeah but it is and I think you're right it's kind of that home comfy feel of being little yeah. and getting your jammies on and um ready for the week ahead I love that um, and I think you're right it definitely is the simple things um and one thing you touched on there was about peace and actually having some time to be yourself so mm. um do you find that obviously becoming a mum, you kind of play that role, well, every single second of the day, don't you? But I mean, it's hard to then kind of strip that away and just really get to yourself and think, right, okay, I need to take care of me right now. Yeah, and and you definitely have to because the role as a mum is, I mean, housekeeper, (laughs) personal chef, um, literally chauffeur (laughs) everything I am actually extremely lucky because my other half does most of the cooking like 95% of the cooking on an evening um but he does a lot of fasting so I I have to fend for myself in the morning and at lunchtime and that's okay and I'm the one that makes all of Ayla's meals I do now I, I used to find that my day was taken up by making her three meals a day uh, cleaning it up off the floor, off her, <laughs> wiping everything down, and then like a couple of hours later, doing the same all over again. I just felt like it was just getting so monotonous. So I made sure that, so once or twice a week now, I do a bit of a batch cook and I prepare little sections and portions of things for her to eat. That's another reason why I love nursery because you don't have to worry about her lunch and her dinner. They do it. It's great. <laughs> I'll make her little shepherd's pies and I'll make her little fish things and fish pies and I'll, I'll put them away in the freezer. And I make sure that, yes, I might be spending a couple of hours of a day doing that, but it frees up those few minutes every day, which I then get back. So I don't have to think too much. All I have to do is take a little meal out of the freezer the night before, take the little bag of veg that I've prepared. And it's about being prepared to make your life that little bit easier so that I can have more time to play with her. So that once she's had her lunch, I'm not just sort of shoving her down to her own devices whilst I'm cleaning and tidying up again or ignoring her whilst I'm trying to cook and prepare stuff because I'm not the best cook. She does eat all my food, which I'm quite surprised about. But um, yeah, wait until she starts having an opinion, Hurley, and then I'm sure she'll uh, (laughs) let you know. (laughs) Already got the tantrums. I was like, this isn't supposed to happen until she's two. She's only one. She throws herself on the floor. She kicks her legs and her arms 
like you you have seen before yeah. probably in the aisles of the supermarket you will have seen with your own children <laughs> and she just goes ah and then she pauses and turns and looks at you to make sure that you're watching her and when she sees that you are she turns a little head back to the floor and she just carries on again <laughs> I, mean, I don't know where she gets it from either me and my other half are two very calm people um, brilliant I love that they just pick these things up so yeah I need a bit more time on my hands to make sure I can be there to control the tantrums I'm not sure there's something you can control (laughs) just gotta ride the wave so in terms of you saying about being prepared there I think Mm. that's really interesting because I think that when we are prepared it does give us that little bit of space to actually well one breathe and then two um just create some time for ourselves and Mm. would you agree that um when we have that bit of time for ourselves it actually really fills up our cup and makes us feel better and I would say I'd go as far to say as I'm a much better parent once I've had a bit of freedom and time for myself to fill my own cup and sometimes you just feel like a bit of a machine don't you and you're just going through the motions and all you're doing is tidying cleaning trying to come up with creative things to do dressing children undressing them wrapping them up (laughs) unwrapping them up um, cleaning down their hands you just feel like gosh yeah sometimes you just feel like a bit of a slave don't yeah. you um which which has been very dramatic I know um but that's but, the reality of it that's how yeah. we feel we're gonna yeah. own that <laughs> like for example regardless of whether I'm bathing Ayla and putting her to bed or whether I'm doing her evening bottle so in the morning once I've got her dressed uh, she plays really nicely in her room so I will get out her vest and her pajamas for the night and I will also fill up her milk bottle and put it back in the fridge another reason I do this is to make sure that there's enough milk left for coffees and tea or to make sure there's enough left for her after coffees and teas so that that's just there so all I have to do is heat that up in the evening and when I go upstairs to get her ready for her bath her towel her pajamas and her vest it's all out because I've done it in the morning when she's in her room and I'm not having to rush around so I I am quite organized and prepared um to make sure I do that so that things just seem less chaotic yeah. the more chaos there is in my house and we we don't have a big house we live in a cottage we ended up knocking a bit of a wall down between the kitchen and the lounge, which is a great idea because we can see her when we're we're cooking and we're in the kitchen and there's, a, there's an open space. But it also means that the toys are just spread everywhere. And <laughs> there's I mean, no escape. There is no escape. Um, so we can't just close off a door and that's that. Um, the whole of the downstairs is open. Um, so I just find that the less chaotic things are and the less messy things are, the more organized I feel and the happier I feel about things. And I just feel like I'm, I feel like I'm doing a better job because everything is a little bit better thought out. Yeah, I get that. I totally get that. And actually, I guess feeling more in control than organized um, helps us to feel, I guess like we've got it together a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. And like, I've stopped trying to, I've stopped watching so much news at the moment. And I'm quite conscious as well. I watch telly and she's just there in the room. There's no escaping it. And she'll see little things. I mean, she's not of the age where she picks up and hears things and really understands anything yet. Yeah. Um, But she does stare up at the telly. She's easily distracted. I mean, God, 
she she watches more TV and cartoons than I'd ever have liked a child to have watched. But that's just how it is. We're we're at home a lot more than I'd like to be. If it's a rainy day and it's awful, I will put cartoons on, and she loves it, and it makes her happy, and she's quiet, and it's not all day for hours and hours unless my other half is looking after her. <laughs> but I've stopped having the news on now, so I get in a bit of a habit as as she gets older that she's not just seeing and hearing. COVID, yeah. COVID, 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 you know, death, war, awful stuff that's happening in the world. I'll try and just put, I, I actually quite often put the radio on, on the TV, so she can hear something coming from it, but it's like, no, you're not always used to seeing something there. And that helps me as well. I, I don't really listen to an awful lot of music just at home. I'd always listen to music if I'm out walking, if I'm doing exercise at the gym, or if I'm in my car. I never really listen to it at home unless, I mean, if I'm doing the housework, I have a full on like housework playlist, don't get me wrong. <laughs> and in the bath, I do put on a little bit of just chill out or classical music, but I don't really listen to it often in the day. And that's something that's changed because of her. And that keeps me calm as well, I've noticed. Um, and just to have something going on in the background that isn't distracting or negative yeah. which is which is what the news is um and just something that lifts you but still makes you feel like you've got that little bit of, little bit of company or sometimes maybe just put the radio on and then if there's someone just chatting away in the background I don't feel like I'm just stuck at home on my own with a baby yeah so I would actually say that not watching the news is an act of self-care because for me when I watch the news and I'm exposed to the news that genuinely makes me feel anxious and I mm -hmm. I get really involved and like emotionally attached to stories and then I think about it and actually being aware of how that makes me feel I'm exactly the same in terms of I guess exposing my I want my children to grow up and understand the world but actually yes. in terms of the news that it it does affect me so an act of self-care for me is actually not engaging and having be exposing myself to that mm, no I know exactly exactly and another thing I used to do I, I'm not on Twitter as much now but I used to sit in bed on my phone I do still do it now but I will I actually read quite positive articles I have the calm app I've tried to meditate I'm just not I need to try and figure out a way of cutting off and cutting things off I can't even do yoga because I'm too impatient. Um, <laughs> it's like when I have a bath after 10 minutes, I'm like, right, there's not enough going on now. I'm, I'm yeah, done. I'm really that. bad at relax. I go for a massage and I'm like, mm, half an hour is fine. Can I last an hour? Which is terrible because I do enjoy having a massage, but it's like my mind is too busy. There's too much going on. I've got too much to think about. I can't just take that out of my head I did hypnobirthing when I had when I had oh, yeah. it and I actually found that the breathing and the hypno I ended up having a c-section but I still use that to keep me calm and keep me down and I do still use the breathing methods now you, go. you, you can meditate life. that's it but not I love hypnobirthing yeah but I've stopped looking at my phone an awful lot on a night because I used to just look right twitter what's trending I'd see a name I'd see a scandal I'd see a story and I'd just get sucked <laughs> four hours later into it yeah and then I'd have nightmares it's, it's yeah. awful so again that's something quite a long time ago I, I, I stopped doing I do take my phone to bed especially if I've gone to bed a little bit earlier I think well I'm not going to be able to go to sleep and I know it's not the healthiest thing but I do try and make sure that what I do is read an article that I haven't had time to read when I'm just downstairs and my other half has got the tv on and the little one is there and all that kind of stuff yeah, and I think we live in a real busy world. So in terms of the impatience thing, um, I can totally 
excuse me I can totally relate and also I think like what are the next generations going to be like because we have mm. everything at the touch of a button we can order something from Amazon it's here um and actually I think it's th- this busy world that we live in and we're constantly overstimulated by things mm. um and I think that's so important recognizing the phone thing um I'm a nightmare um and even when I know like hey I shouldn't be doing this it's quite late to be um reading this now because I know that I'm kind of waking my brain up some Mm. but I still do it and I think that recognizing that and actually having a bit of discipline and boundaries is self-care isn't it yeah it's true and I hate when I'm just sitting on my phone and Ayla my little girl is playing or doing and she just sees me with my phone in my hand all the time yeah it's like and I do think, oh God, I've got to just put it down. I've got to put it down. I've got to put it down. And it makes you realize how much you are on it when yeah. you're aware of what that must look like to somebody else. My other half, unfortunately, so he's um, he's doing a bit of, uh, basically photography is a big hobby of his, but he's managed to sort of turn it into a, a bit of a career. We built a little, in lockdown, we knocked down a shed and built another one and made it into a little studio, which is great. I got oh, wow. store covered for all the paints and the junk and he got a photography studio uh, and amazing. Him and a friend of him has just, just built it, which was great. So he's had a lot of use out of that. Obviously he's not really worked this lockdown because um, there's, there's, there's no need for him to be doing any photography. Um, and obviously we can't have people around here but he's on his phone a lot editing pictures and yeah. he's, he's learning new skills. He's learning about, he's self-taught. He's learning about lighting and um, he's been doing quite a few online courses and he's doing that by watching his phone. And I'm like, God, I wish he would do it maybe on his laptop or watch it on a TV or a different screen. Cause all she sees is him on his phone a lot more than me, but he is learning and he's genuinely using his phone for, for good. He's not just scrolling through, you yeah. know, Instagram and watching TikTok um I think there's certain things that we we kind of have to accept right now so I I beat myself up a little bit in terms of the kids I felt like we were all on the screen because I'm getting up and I'm doing work on a laptop and then the kids are doing schoolwork on screens and um then when they're finished the schoolwork their kind of reward is either going on their phone or playing mm-hmm. on the Nintendo Switch and stuff mm-hmm. and, and I got to the point where I thought geez we're always on a screen so any given opportunity I'm like right let's go to the beach let's go to the park but yeah. it's something I've had to really kind of come to terms with just accepting I guess in the short term that mm. this is how life looks and I guess we can be grateful that we can like he can learn on his phone um yeah. and I think as long as there's balance in terms of what we the message we kind of deliver to our kids yeah. um I think that we have to accept it to some degree I think no, I totally agree. And actually, uh, they're going to learn things from screen as well. They, yeah. they wouldn't be making baby TV and kids TV programs if it was really that bad. I mean, it's again, you start to, you know, you Google things, you go on a search engine, you look, is, is uh, the amount of times I've, I've, I've searched, is watching TV bad for a one-year-old, for a 14-month-old, <laughs> yeah. for a one-and-a-half-year-old? It's like, they should only, under the age of two, they should not have any screen time. I'm thinking, how do people do that? Yeah. I If I pop her in front of a TV, I know that she's safe for 10 minutes because she's just sat there absolutely engrossed. And I... I had caught her one day. There was this, there's a program called Coco Melon. You probably know it. 
and they were doing head, shoulders, knees and toes. And oh. she, she was up and down and she was doing knees and toes, knees and two, <laughs> head, shoulders. And then when I said to her one day, where's your head? Where's your head, Ayla? And she was only 14 months and she pointed at her head. And oh. she learned that from, yeah. from TV. Yeah, I'd love it if it was, she was learning it off me. Um, but I'm like, well, if she's going to learn from it and this is how it's going to be, it's how it's going to be. And if it makes her happy then that's just fine we've had we've got we've had a nightmare we've got wonderful parkland near us but unfortunately it's been it's so muddy she's only just learned to walk in her wellies but they squidge on and off and her little <laughs> feet come out of them when she gets too deep in the mud um but our park is shut with all the swings and slides and the climbing frame the other day I drove 10 minutes away just to go and try and find another little park for her to go and that one was all locked up too so we literally just walk to the end of the street, do a lap of the park, and she just gets very excited by all the dogs and things. But oh. that's another thing. So I will take Ayla out and go to the park and go for a walk for her to give her fresh air. And then I noticed on the days when I'm not looking after her or she's at nursery, I don't do that. It's like, well, yeah. why don't I do that? If it's good for her, it's going to be good for me. So I've started now setting aside half an hour of my day. I'll leave my phone at home. And I'll take a walk and I make sure I'll get a flask ready. And that's my treat. I'll make a cup of tea. I'll put in some coffee. The other day I actually had a hot Ribena. It was a Vinto actually. It was delicious. Wow, and that takes me back to being a kid. Yeah, I <laughs> And I had a walk around the park. It was the little bit of dusting of snow was still there. It was really icy and cold. I was all wrapped up. I actually still had my pyjama top on underneath. Didn't care. No one saw me. <laughs> um, I had a big hat on and I had a really lovely... 20 minute walk and I just sat on a bench and just watched the world go by I watched other kids just running after animals I watched you know dogs chasing each other it was just really nice just to sit there and just be peaceful be. just be and that's it is that we spend so much time doing don't we to just be is I guess it's priceless I love being outside um but that what I find obviously because it's been winter and lockdown and everything but I actually notice my moods when I haven't been out. I get, this sounds ridiculous, but I feel claustrophobic when I'm stuck in the house for the day and it gets to tea time. I kind of get this kind of claustrophobic thing where I'm like, oh, I need to get outside and get some fresh air. Um, because I notice that it does make me feel better. Um, not only that, is the kids are occupied and I can kind of relax knowing that they're having a break from electronics for a little while. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So in terms of making you feeling good, so I guess the world is very different now. And obviously having um, a little one just before we go into lockdown, um, he's a little bit crazy in terms of finding you, your feet in motherhood and looking after yourself. What, how different would you say what would previously have made you feel good? How different is that to what you find now makes you feel good? just being around people I'm a very sociable person I love just being around my friends and I love I'm a real family person um I spend a lot of time driving up and down uh, the A1M and the A19 heading home to see my family I love just spending time with my parents in Teesside my sister and her husband and the kids are, are in the same village my brother's not too far away and I just have that lovely um I just knew that on maternity leave I just had that kind of how do you put it 
I felt like I was going home. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm of a certain age now. I'm 40 and I have a house that I own and I live down here, down south. But when I say I'm going home, my other half gets really confused. I mean, coming up north, I'm, I'm going home. And he's like, this is home. home. I'm like, oh, no, no, this is just where I live. That's home. <laughs> and he just, he always laughs. And he's like, which home is this? Um, I love but that. I would have spent a lot more time traveling up north and back. I'd have spent more time just socializing with friends. Just, I mean, I'm lucky when I go to work at Sky because I do put makeup on and do my hair and get dressed up. And I have that side of things where I think, oh, okay, this is me. This is, I mean, it's not really me. I'm sat here now in sweatpants and, and, <laughs> and a top with uh, no makeup on. My hair is washed, but I just left it to dry. So it's a frizzy mess. Um, and I do not look anything like I do on screen. Um, it's like most people on Instagram, I think it's like, well, it's, a, it's a different person there. Um, <laughs> but just going in and doing that does just make me feel like, oh, okay, this is, this is good. This makes me feel good. I feel confident. I feel yeah. empowered. I feel I can go and tackle the world. I get my broadcast head on, um, and try and just cut off from, from life and, and the little one knowing she's safe at home with my other half or at nursery. Um, so I have had that. So I have been really lucky. But if I hadn't have had that, I, I don't know. I think I'd be in a real bad way because I miss just getting a little bit dressed up and going hanging out with my girlfriends and just we don't go anywhere particularly exciting. We're all over London. I've got a friend north, one in Essex, one out in Kent, another near Greenwich. I'm west in Buckinghamshire. But we all kind of we all get trains, head into London and we meet somewhere central and we just get together. We used to do that every couple of weeks at least um a couple of my friends have had babies as well at the same time and we during the summer had gone out and met up and gone for sort of walks and stuff but that's all just come to a head and I just feel really sad that not only am I not seeing my own friends and their children and forming sort of friendships you know so that Ayla's not around her cousin she hasn't got sister or brother or anything yet she's she's an only child so to have that would have been really important for me yeah um and to just not have met any other mums with kids I mean I again I'm really lucky there's a girl that lives two doors away um I we actually met because somebody crashed their car outside our house in the middle of the night one night and we all came out it was during the heat where she was heavily pregnant I had a you know few month old baby in the house and I was like oh found out where she lived and we've met up quite a lot her little boy now Ty is four and a half months um so we're in touch and I, I see her like I popped over to her front door last night to drop off some little baby toys and things like that she's the only person I've got and I'm so grateful that I have that we've got the most incredible community I know every single person that lives in my street and we're all on a whatsapp group together all the women Oh. every single one of us there's 17 of us Amazing. and we range from the age of 32 right up into oh gosh I think Margaret is in her late 70s she's on whatsapp she's very <laughs> Love cool that. Um, and yeah so that's nice that I have my community around me but I don't have those mum friends yeah and just meeting people with things in common like I dropped Ayla off at nursery and I know she plays with a little girl called Ava and I know she plays with a little girl called Daisy and there's a little boy that she plays with I don't know who any of their mums are and you see them calling in to pick the kids up from nursery and we're all stood two meters apart we've all got masks on hats on all you see is somebody's eyes 
and it's like I'd love to just have that chat of like hey so which one's your little one is she the one that you know got punched by my daughter the other day <laughs> you know yeah I just, I'm missing kind of making new mum friends and having new experiences and another thing that made me really sad so I love if we can't travel abroad like I'll I'll do as much as I can here and I wasn't ever going to travel an awful lot with Ayla when she was little um apart from going to see my other half's family who are based in Germany and some in Turkey but I wanted to do a picture wall for my other half's birthday it's his 40th coming up and I went to find pictures of Ayla and the family to blow up to put in these frames that I just bought online from Ikea and I realized I don't have any pictures of Ayla doing anything particularly interesting you know when you see children like on a sandy beach or with the <laughs> yeah. sky holiday or at a zoo with the animals or at an adventure park or in soft play it's literally in the same park in the same little zip-up outfit and at home that's it and that it, that can feel quite tough because it it kind of like we feel like we've been robbed of them kind of special moments and memories isn't it yeah and it's like god and then I start to get in like I, I have suffered from anxiety this last year and I do start to get in a little panic and think gosh I'll be one and a half in a couple of months like she knows no different so I know that I understand yeah. I keep reminding myself of that and kids have a lot less than she does that's for sure um you know there are people living in apartments who don't have gardens who don't have free open space around them who've got siblings they get you know whose parents are like struggling and working from home and they're not able to have that hands-on one-on-one experience they might not be able to afford to have all their kids in in childcare. so the child doesn't get the experiences of playing and sharing with other children and things so I am in a very privileged position I realize how lucky I am and I'm constantly reminding myself of that when I'm feeling a bit down I do feel like we as a family have been robbed of the sorts of experiences that I'd hoped to have in the first year of having a child. And like, just, I mean, I've seen my parents twice in the last eight months and that make that, I mean, that breaks my heart. My other half's father sadly passed away before Christmas. He fell ill during the summer and we knew he wasn't doing so great and, and just, last minute trip flew out to Germany when we could travel and made the trip to go and visit his family for a few days and thank god we did because Ayla actually got to meet her granddad her baba and go and see family out there but had we have not done that she wouldn't she wouldn't have met her family in Germany she wouldn't have met yeah Kirk's mum has been over to stay a couple of times and his stepdad but the rest of the family have been robbed of seeing her and it does make me really sad. And they don't speak any English. So I can't just, um, I can't call. FaceTime them or yeah. make a call. It's like, hello. It's like, hello. <laughs> I need to learn German, really. Oh, brilliant. That's what you can do with all that spare time you've got, Hayley. Um, I think a very important point there um, in terms of the, the feeling privilege and actually recognising that is that I think no matter what we have and um, how good our situation feels in comparison to others we're still entitled to feel that bleh, that yeah. kind of robbedness right now um, and, and I think that it's everybody is to some degree so um, like for instance it was my dad's 60th last year and I'd like I'd said for a couple of years like we'll go to Lake Garda for my dad's 60th um, and then it turns out we're in lockdown and we're not going anywhere um, so I, I totally get it and I think that actually we can feel grateful and we can feel privileged um, 
but actually we're still entitled to feel a little bit naffed off as well if that makes sense no no I, I I agree and everyone's situation is different people from the outside looking in might even look at me and think god well what have you got to moan about you're still working you've got a job you've got a child that you've longed for when others you know haven't yeah. had that situation but I've got I've got parents who are getting older that I'm not seeing um got things going on with my family where I desperately want to be spending more precious time with them when I know they're not going to be around um in the not too distant future I my other half hasn't worked since March he's had a couple of little jobs he's freelance but he's just sitting at home we share a car so when I go to work I he's just at home on his own with the little I mean we can't go anywhere anyway but it's just the freedom of him knowing yeah we don't have you know we have to drive to a supermarket we have to drive to places to get things so he's just stuck at home so I get to go to work um and he's been very down and I with a bit of kind of you know, postnatal hormones and things like that rely, I mean, we heavily rely on our other halves to pick us up and pick us up. But if he's feeling low himself, both just kind of a bit sort of in the doldrums um, and he feels bad because he's like, well, I want to contribute more. I want to do this. I want to be able to do that. But like financially, we haven't been as, as secure as we'd liked to have been um, in the first year of her life because we both haven't had a steady income. But I mean, that's just life. At least one of us has a job. I know lots of people who have, who are in partnerships right now where both are maybe freelance or self-employed or maybe run a small business has had to close down. So again, it's just like, yeah, we've got our problems and we we have a right to feel a little bit upset about things. But again, just reminding ourselves that we are very lucky for what we do have. Yeah, I totally get that. And I think that in terms of the whole, um, we're all missing connection. We're all missing community. Um, and I actually, I read a quote the other day that said, we're not all in the same boat, we're all in the same storm, but everyone's in different boats. And that really resonated with me because I think mm. it's fine. When when we do the comparison game, we, we can end up feeling really naff about ourselves as well. But it is only the highlight reel, isn't it? If people were to look on um, our Instagrams and Facebook, you don't see the, the pain, the hurt, the tough stuff that everyone's going through right now. Um, and it can be quite easy to, I guess, make yourself feel worse as well, can it? Yeah, I know. And I'm quite bad at hiding things. I mean, I feel like a bit of a fraud sometimes with my Instagram. I don't want to do stories an awful lot. And I don't want to share too much of my life and things with Ada. Yeah. You can only share. And I think, God, who's interested in this? I have a lot of male followers, not many women followers, because <laughs> obviously I work in sport and football. So I think, God, they're not going to want to watch this. But I post pictures of me looking super glam, all dressed up. I mean, I've lost a lot of weight, but that's I suffered from horrendous anxiety and couldn't really eat and just lost my appetite. I've never I've never been as thin as I am now in, in since I was in my 20s. It's not I've not done it in a healthy way. I did do a lot of exercise when I could. and I started to become stronger and fitter. But the weight loss side of things has been a whole separate thing. And people are like, well, you look really great. You look really healthy. I'm like, mm, little do you know. So I feel like a little bit of a fraud in that. I mean, I'm healthy now. I've put on a little bit more weight and I'm, I'm back to kind of eating normally. Um, my other half has been really good with, with, with me with that as well. Um, like we all want to lose the baby weight, but I think mine was quite extreme. From the day before Ayla was born, I'm actually five and a half stone lighter than the day before she was born. Which, and I was I was always sort of a curvy size. I was a 14, maybe sort of a big 12. Now I'm a 10, which feels really weird. I went back to work and hardly any of my clothes fit. Um, 
but I'd gone on air one day and it was only the second time I'd left Ayla with with Kirk my other half and of course I, I'd never left her before never yeah. I popped the shops I've gone out I've gone out for a couple of hours but I hadn't left her this was like a I was away for eight or nine hours I have a drive to work the drive back the prep time at work getting ready going on air being on air and I just had a bit of a breakdown at work and I I I got really upset. I'm not really one to get upset. I'm, I'm, I'm an eternal optimist and always see the good in things. And I'm very cheery and the one that would, you know, pick somebody else up. And I just had a real wobble. It was about an hour before I was going on air, just on all my blooming hair and makeup. And I just <laughs> sat broke down. I was really upset. Luckily, my producer, he, he was a dad. He had kids. He totally understood. it. just said, I'm just feeling really overwhelmed with everything. I said, I can't believe I'm back at work back at work when I thought I would be going back to a busy newsroom with lots of people and distractions whereas it's straight most most of our workforce are working from home it was quiet you, you you're still not sitting near anyone I'm sitting on set there's no camera people operating the cameras it's all very sterile and clinical and just all a bit weird there's a lot more pressure to present because you, you're single heading presenting um rather than working in a pair which we normally do so you get time to digest a story break news everything just became quite overwhelming and yeah. knowing that my little one was at home I mean she was perfectly safe with her dad who has been with her every day as well but it was just leaving her I really struggled with um I mean we've never left her overnight she's never been looked after by anyone else simply because of COVID not because we're precious and we don't want anyone else but to look at you know not to look after to her um I think that's I natural I think mother's instinct you feel like you've lost your right arm don't you and I think yeah. it takes a while to get comfortable with that and then now I really relish that time I'm like yes I'm free <laughs> but I, I, I did make sure that after that shift I actually went on my Instagram stories and just said oh look you know I've just been on air I might look like this but, I said, but you know it's really hard I said as a mom and I sort of opened up a little bit and I had a lot of people messaging me sending me direct messages oh, I'm really happy you said that I've been feeling the same and you kind of realize okay I, I have a voice yeah I'm a mom there are other people that are following me because they had kids at the same time um and they want they don't want to just see somebody all glammed up on air looking like they're bossing it and in control yeah. of everything when really we're not I they can't relate to that at all when I'm sat at home in my dressing gown drinking 20 my 20th coffee at 9am <laughs> I'm not feeling the glam thing I want to know the the other stuff as well and I think that's it is actually having the opportunity to normalize the tough stuff that we go through because so many people go through it and feel isolated or think it's just them like when I done my TEDx talk um about mum guilt and actually the amount of people I was massively overwhelmed the amount of people that came to me and said oh my god I thought I this was just me I didn't realize everybody experienced feeling guilty as a mum constantly um and I think that's it is that obviously we need to keep ourselves safe and share as as I guess as much as we feel comfortable with but actually when we do that I think it's really comforting to know for us as well that we're not the only ones yes it's very true very true someone someone put something on Instagram and and, and they said I feel like I'm not doing anything particularly brilliant I'm not able to be a partner and a housewife as best as I can be. I feel like when I'm at work, I can't 
give work 100% because I still have home and my child and my thoughts in my head and my worries and I'm taking things from home to work and then when I'm at home with my little one I'm answering emails and I'm answering calls and I'm on teams meetings and I'm having to do a zoom so I can't fully concentrate on 100% being mother and I was like god that is that is exactly exactly what I feel I had to have a really important zoom meeting my other half had actually gone he'd gone for um he'd gone out he's gone for a casting which I they've all been virtually and um, they've all been happening virtually but this one unfortunately he had to go into London and go and do a casting I was like, oh god I had this big one hour meeting and I just shoved a little one you know a little seat thing put the tv on and just gave her snacks and I was like I don't like seeing this and I don't like the kind of mum I am but I just had to do it yeah I was like and I was the whole way through the meeting I was constantly checking she was okay make sure she wasn't you know there wasn't an advert on that wasn't suitable on the YouTube cartoon I put on making sure that when she'd finished her snack I got another one that has she done a poop do I need to change her nappy oh it's just all the things you think about it's like I just need to be able to cut off from one thing and focus on another and I think men can do that really well women we just can't do that can we no I really resent that about my husband because I feel like that's it he he just kind of it's like one focus thing at a time and I feel like geez I feel like I'm constantly never in something fully just because of the situation mm-hmm. or I'm thinking okay I can hear my kids downstairs now um I agree and well I'm trying to do this meeting um and I think that's it yeah I really resent that about him <laughs> okay cool so um do you have any kind of parting words of advice for anybody that's feeling overwhelmed or anxious or like they're not taking care of themselves right now that something that they could do or what's the key thing that's helped you I think being honest and open about things if you have a partner tell your partner or your other half don't ask tell them I just need some time for myself. I just need to step away from this. I'm just going to go and have a moment to myself. I'm going to take a bath. I'm going to go for a walk. Um, Obviously, if we weren't in COVID, go for a little drive, go to a coffee shop. You've got to take time out for yourself, even if it means just going and sitting on a bench outside and just texting a few friends or reading an article. Reading for me as well at night, I've I've started reading books again. So taking time just to take your mind away from your life completely and look at something else read something else educate your mind open up an app if you've I've got I've got the calm app it's great again it just helps you really forget about a lot of things another thing I would do is I've I've been doing this for years I have to do this. I have to write everything down, not just not just the little lists in my phone. But if I have a piece of paper with all the things I need to do, I think, right, that's out of my head now. I've written down what I need to do. And as the day goes on, I take off all my little things that I, I need to do or that, you know, once I've done them. Don't ever feel like you've failed at the end of the day if you haven't managed to take the bins out or you haven't managed to clear out your whole entire attic because that was far too ambitious. <laughs> that was this week. Um, but having a little list of things that you need to do and putting it to one side, thinking, well, I'll get to that at some point and I'll get through that list. But trying to get it, trying to get these things out of your head. Yeah. I think if you're feeling low, when I have felt low or not great, I just pick up the phone and just ring a friend, even if I've got nothing to tell them because I've done absolutely nothing. Just to be like, hey, how's life? What are you up to? And just to have a 
just chat it out with a mate. If you're at home on your own, you don't have a partner, um, you don't have kids, you're feeling a little bit lonely, just always reach out and always just speak to your friends because they will want to hear from you. And quite often they'll be feeling the same as well. Just knowing that you've got people there that you can reach out to. And again, as I mentioned, taking time for yourself, just try and get outside every single day if you can, regardless of where you live, whether you have a park near you or not, go out, have a walk, you know, pound the pavements, go and do a little bit of exercise. If, if you're into exercise and you're into running, just try and just get out and get out of your house, your flat, wherever it is that you may be. Wow. There we go. <laughs> all them amazing things to do and the one thing for me it is I think that's it though I think it's always the simple things um that actually help us to feel good they get in the fresh air the moving um the writing stuff down so I brain dump I call it brain dumping where I literally mm -hmm. kind of projectile vomit my thoughts onto paper um because mm -hmm. sometimes it just feels too big in my head um and that might sound crackers but it's not even I do the to-do list thing, but sometimes it's just, I need to get some stuff out my head and create some space yeah. Yeah. Um, in there. So yeah. brain dumping. I love that. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for just coming and sharing some kind of real life um, experience and tips for people right now, because I think we need it now more than ever. And I really appreciate it. No, it's lovely to chat to you. Thank you for having me on. Thank you. Well, there it is, the end of episode 14. Thank you for listening. Thank you for coming. Hey, I never say that. Um, genuinely, thank you. If you've took the time out to listen to any of my podcasts um, previously, thanks. Um, hope that there's something there that you can take away from that. Um, and just enjoyed listening to us having a little matter. Um, cool. I'll see you guys next week.